couldn't get it to stop. I had the clutch in. I had my hand on the brake and the thing was sliding. It hit a hole. It scared me and it let my hand off the clutch and it went down in the thing and went straight up in the air. And it, I kicked it away from me and landed out in the road in an angle like this and threw this leg completely out of joint and messed this and up and fell down on the floor and was paralyzed from the waist down. Now, I'm, what I'm going to tell you before I forget it is that I took and for granted my ability to walk and run. And that's the point I had in mind. I'm talking about familiarity. When I hit the ground, everything from the waist down was paralyzed. I think probably from the shock. It could have been from damage. I don't know. But I couldn't feel nothing. I'm laying out in the middle of the road. It's corn. It's harvest time. You got curves in that road. Even big old trucks come around. It was on a Sunday. That was the only thing. Uh, you know, between church service, that was the only thing. I was laying, it was Sunday. That's the only thing to say to me because I'd have looked like a squirrel you know, that they run over. It's been flattened out in the road. There I was, you know. And somebody said, yeah, there was a squirrel. That fool shouldn't have been riding that motorcycle. <laughs> and I screamed, I'm healed, blessed God by the stripes of Jesus. When I screamed it, some guy pulled up in the road, uh, pulled up in the, up on the, up where was that, in the road, and he stopped his car and got out and he come over there. And guess what he, he said to me? He said, how are you, mister? I said, I'm healed, hallelujah, by the stripes of Jesus. That's what I am. Woo, I felt that, you know, like your leg had been asleep and it wakes up going down through my legs. And some lady was standing there. She said, he, he, told my wife, said, your husband didn't act in the love of God. I said, tell her it wasn't the time to be acting in the love of God. The devil was trying to paralyze me. You know, I tell you what, brother, I, I couldn't do anything. I, my wife, I, I, I got up, I walk around, you know, my knees all swollen up and I had to sleep with a pillow between my knees and, yeah, I hate to say this because this don't sound real good, but if I went to the toilet, I had to have somebody help me get up because my ankle was sprained too. And didn't have no mobility. That was all the place I ever been in my entire life. I just hated that so bad. And, and, and you know, and up at that point, I was running four or five miles a day, you know. I, and, and, and actually, the chiropractor worked on me a little bit, which is worse than the devil. <clears throat> he liked to destroy my back. I had to pray after I got out of how to hit off under him because he, he didn't know what he was doing. He asked me later, said, did it hurt you? And I said, yes, it hurt me. And if I could hit you, I would, you know. But I'd walk around. I don't know if you ever seen that old TV show with old Fred Sanford. Uh, you know, he walked kind of funny. And that's how I walked, you know. I couldn't, I was just, you know, I had to have a little stool and I'd, my walk. And then on top of that, I got a woman that's not, I got a dime's worth of compassion in her. Because I'd try to get her to go do something. She said, get up, do it yourself. You're healed. I'm going to say, if I could get up, you better be running. I'll tell you that right now. Here, I'll come running after you. <laughs> what a deal. I mean, it was, worst, it was a nightmare. It was the worst day of my life. You know, I mean, nothing was working good. Couldn't get her to do anything. Couldn't get nobody to do anything. I had to do it. And then, I, and then, you know, I'm trying to be a nice husband. I got off and went off to preach this meeting four days. You know, I walked in there four days after that happened. That guy said, I never thought you'd have walked five, six weeks. You know, God began to heal me, but it wasn't just as a progressive thing. There's some reasons why it happened, but, and that's none of your business. But anyway, so I, I went over and <laughs> preached in this place in Iowa, 
And I thought, well, I hope they put me on a ground floor. They put me in a house that had three flights of, flights of stairs, and I had to go up two of them. Here I am going up them steps. I was always looking to see every senior life. You know, I looked like I was 500 years old trying to get up them steps. And she'd come over to see me, and I'm most happy to see her. She didn't go with us on the trip. A couple other guys went with me, and then her and the wives came a couple of days later, and I was trying to hug her, and, you know, I got all excited and stood up too straight, too quick, and my knees flew out and I went down in the floor. I mean, I'd just be walking along, my knees whoop and flop out. You know, that's the awful thing I ever seen. I, I had a, and I'll come back to this story in a minute, but I, we here a couple of years ago, I, I did something and got my leg all out of shape. And I was, and I don't know what I did, but I couldn't get it up. I'd have to get over here next to something like this and it helped me to slide it up the side like I get it up so far and I lift it up. Man, it hurt. Just sitting out eating at an Arby's restaurant and got up from the table and couldn't walk. Couldn't get my leg to bend. And then when I get to the car, I couldn't get it to bend to get in it. Finally got in the thing, went to the grocery store, and got out, got it straightened out, come back to get in the car and couldn't get it straightened out, couldn't get it to bend. I'm laying down in the parking lot, trying to crawl in the car, looking like a fool, screaming, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. You know, I'm violent about that stuff. I, you know, went to South America. And it was a year we went down to South America and went to this place on, 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 on supposed to have about four or 500 a night, ended up having 5,000 a night. Had to move into the Coliseum. And they swamped the platform because thronging you, wanting you to touch them. You know, the Catholics, they kind of, you know, they, they, that's the way they think. Swamped and grabbed my son's coat and pulled the buttons off of it and grabbed somebody, grabbed me by the pants. I don't know whether it's a male or female. Had me by the pants trying to get, I was trying to get out of there. I, would, I wouldn't pray them nobody, let them die. I was trying, I, I thought, God Almighty, I'm going to be dead. The newspaper's going to read in the United States, American missionary died naked in Sogamosa. <laughs> what a deal, man. You know, I never was a glad man. I, I could be walking through the airport, but my wife would tell you, wouldn't it just fall down? Fall flat out, same thing with that motorcycle. I, I did pretty much what I did there. I, 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 I finally got a hold of, of it and got, got started healing up. And I and got ready to come back to the States. The first thing that happened, the first thing that happened, I caught off the airplane in Miami, which is not really the United States. It's a foreign field. <laughs> Nobody there speaks English. <laughs> no, no hablo Espanol, Dutch, whatever. But anyway, and my leg went, whoop, down I went. I said, all right, devil, I know I'm healed, and I know I am. If you do that one more time, wherever I'm at, whoever I'm with, whatever place I'm in, I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I'm going to do it. So I got on an airplane the next day, flew up to Newark, New Jersey, got on another plane, flew down to Richmond, Virginia, friend, pastor friend of ours, and, uh, and, and another brother come down to the airport to pick us up because they'd kept our car, and we flew out from that area that year. And... and and I'm coming down, it's big, long, it's long. It's a long airport. It's, it's just like going down this hallway on this very, very, very long straight. And I cut off the plane, come down the escalator, started to turn the corner somehow. And when I turned that corner, my leg went boop like that. Here I am, use people just everywhere in the airport, on both, everywhere, just going, you know, it's busy as an airport. And I screamed at the top of my lung, I screamed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Man, everybody stopped. The pastor and the guy, he didn't even know what happened. I never had no more of that. The devil didn't do that again. Hallelujah. 
But you know, when I started back running, uh, jogging, after I got, I'm talking back to the motorcycle wreck now, I, I started jogging. I'd go down the road, man, I was just going away, and my daughter's with me. I'd be screaming and crying, screaming I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I never was so glad when my legs got where I could walk. I tell you what, brother, I was happy, happy. Oh, yes, I was happy. Hallelujah. I, I don't want to take it for granted. I don't want to take anything God's done for me for granted. I don't want to take the fact that I can come here and preach the Word of God with liberty and enjoy the presence of God for granted. I don't want to never, ever do that. Somebody shout amen in this house here. Hallelujah. We want to stay true. You know, and now, here's some of the thoughts God gave me. I'm, I, I, I'm mindful of the time. I'm trying to not keep you forever. Please forgive me. I, I just forget where I'm at. And I know you probably don't. <laughs> but, but you're sitting there thinking, I wish he'd hurry up, but forget it. It's, I'm not going to yield to that temptation. Now, you cannot, here's the thing I want to give you, you cannot have a proper relationship. This is one of the things the Lord said to me real clear today. You cannot have a proper relationship with the Lord without the fear of the Lord. Hebrews 12, 28. Put that on that board. I'm going to read it right up there. Wherefore we receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably. It's acceptable with God, with fear and reverence. Huh? I'm not sure how the NLT says that, but uh, I think I wrote it down here somewhere, but it's good. Maybe I got it on the back of this paper. Hallelujah. But it's good nevertheless. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's, that's, this is the NLT version. Are you good? Great. By worshiping him with holy fear and awe. Well, how do we worship him? Now, you think we don't get familiar in worship? Ask these song leaders. They come in here and work their brains out and pray and do whatever else they have to get you ready. And you come here and you stand around. Oh, I, don't think you, I don't think it's necessary to open my mouth and praise God. Well, let me drop a snake on you to see how that, how you, what kind of action you do. Huh? Man, you. Mm -hmm. boy, that boy of mine, he's, he, he hates snakes dead or alive or any other way. We'd be jogging down the road and there'd be a dead one in the road and he'd jump straight up in the air like a gazelle. I mean, he'd come out high off the road, jump right up on top of you. I'm going to put his legs, he's all legs and arms anyhow, uh, wrap them right around your neck and say, boy, that's a dead snake. I don't care. I don't like it anyhow, he said. <laughs> and I don't either. You know what I'm saying? Now, listen to some of these verses. I just wrote them down. Job 1. And this, all of these are in the L NLT version. Well, I actually accept this one. Uh, and I, I need to read this in Job 1. I, I saw something about this I never saw before today. I just, it just stood right out to me. Verse 9 and 10 in the King James. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth, God, doth Job fear God for not? Hast not, thou, hast not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. You know what he was saying? Because Job had feared God, he enjoyed that benefit. It's when he entered out of that, when he stepped out of that fear of the Lord over into the human fear that that devil was able to get in and do some things. He demonstrated his fear when he continuously, repeatedly, over and over, sacrificed for his children. It wasn't a bad thing he was doing. And most likely, the point is there that the devil had the suspicion that he was doing something out of fear. And he said, I want to test him to see, and God let it happen. The end results was that he got double everything he had. Hallelujah. The devil wished he'd have left him alone. There's no need to point our finger at him and criticize him because we don't know what would happen under any given test if it was put upon our heart. 
So I don't come up point my finger at him, but I tell you, I, I, at least that's the way I interpret that scripture. He had the benefit of these things because of a fear he had for God Almighty. Fear is a beneficial thing. I want to get the point across. You must not, you must have a proper relationship with God, but you cannot have a proper relationship with God without fear. Listen to some of these verses uh, of Psalms 5 and 7. Because of your uh, unfailing love, I can enter your house with deep awe, and I will worship at your temple. Hallelujah. That's a powerful word. Listen, then Psalms 25, 14, we'll come back to this one if we preach on the four levels. Friendship with the Lord is, under, is, is reserved for those who fear him. With them, he shares the secrets of his covenant. Hallelujah. The, the word secret in the King James means intimate or intimacy. Or the, I actually use the word intimacy, it means secret rather. Secret things. In the King James Version, it says it. Then he said, Psalms 33, verse 18, the first part of the verse, but the Lord watches over those who fear him. Chapter 34 and verse 9 said, let the, Lord, let the Lord's people show him reverence. For those who honor him will have all they need. Glory to God. Woo. Hallelujah. Or fear him, the verse, one version said. Uh, the 30, Psalms 36, 1 says, sin whispers to the wicked deep within their heart. They have no fear of God to restrain them. In other words, it gives us, all these things give us revelation about how the fear of God works. And, and I could go on and on. I've got a lot of them. I, I won't try to get into them. But because I've got some other points I want to get, and we're getting on with time. Now, it's, it's fact. In fact, no relationship works without mutual respect one of another. Let me show you what I mean. First John, the first epistle of John 1.3. You can pull that up. I'm going I'm I'm to use that and not my Bible. We are telling you, let's put it in the King James. Amen. That which we have heard and seen declare when you that we may that that you also may have fellowship with us. Us, look at somebody say, usins is youans. Right. See? In in and uh, uh, and truly our fellowship was with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. All right, the, the point is. Unless there's a fellowship that's established because of the love of God and through the love of God between us as believers, there's not going to be that kind of a flowing of God in the midst of us. If we take one another for granted, we're going to do that. Thank you. I'm talking about revival. Anytime there's a move of the Holy Ghost, it's because people have united together. Man, this is good preaching, praise God. Hallelujah. I tell you, and, 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 it's, and sometimes it takes a supernatural thing for God to get it done. But there can never be any kind of relationship. It won't work without mutual respect one for another. You don't have a respect. You don't have a marriage. You don't have one. If you don't have respect one for another, it's taken me years to learn how to respect my wife, her time, and certain things better. And she's had the same principle with me. We have to learn that. And sometimes we still haven't learned it in certain levels. We have to find it out. But that's okay. It's good to find it out because then you can't fix what you don't know. Hallelujah. That's why you have intense fellowship. Thank you, Lord. Amen. No, some of you sitting there, don't be hypocrites. I know you do. <laughs> Are you out there? Now, I'm going to go through a few little things here right quick and try to get this done. Go with me, if you would, please, to first, uh, uh, to John chapter 10. And we're going to come back to this, this maybe here in a minute in, first, in the first epistle of John, but John chapter 10. There's something that I want you to see. If I can ever find it in this new Bible. Got a new Bible. I've got to train it how to work here. Hallelujah. Now watch this. 
Verse 3. Actually, we just read down to verse 3. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that enters not in by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up another way, is a thief, the same as a thief and a robber. He that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. But when he putteth, and, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Now, I hope I can get this out because I was studying this word a while back and I remembered it today when I was looking at it with some of the things the Lord was saying to me. When I started studying this word, the voice of God here, it, the, the first thing is it comes from the word phone. We would understand it if the phone rang tonight and we heard it. It's phone. It's a sound. Now, when you do a derivative of that, it means comes from another word, meaning this, actually phone has the idea of disclosure or revelation. Uh, uh, the second word, I can't say, but it's, I can't even see my own spelling here, P-H-A-N-I-O, Fano, probably, Fano, probably, to means to lighten or to shine. The third derivative is the word phos, which refers to a luminous or light. Now, keep that right here, but just go to 1 John 1 and 7, the first epistle of John 1 7, King James. But if we walk in the light... As he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses from all sin. What's the basis of fellowship? It's walking in that light. It's hearing my sheep. Sheep is a plural word. Now, one of the things that he is not talking about here is familiarity. What he is saying, my sheep know or they discern or distinguish my voice. I'm talking about a move of God. I'm talking about revival. Keep that in your mind. The thing that makes us move into the glory. Listen, if I had the time tonight, I could show you innumerable scriptures, and I can take you to one right quick. Uh, in Luke, I think, chapter 9, where he said, the glory of God came and shone upon him, because light is associated with the glory of God. But we walk in the glory of God when we hear, as his sheep, we hear the voice of Jesus, and we do not become so familiar that we no longer hear it. That's the problem. Because he's not, he's not talking about familiarity. He's talking about distinction. When he says, my sheep know my voice. He's not talking about it. We're getting so familiar with him. We know it because it's very important. Hallelujah. Oh, my God in heaven. I, I'm not even getting this across the way I want to. But I want to say it. He said, and here's, a, here's another little thing he said to me. Take, I talked about taking the anointing for granted. It's the sin of familiarity. The primary objective in fellowship with God is intimacy. Now watch what he says in verse 14 of the same verse when he said, uh, And I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Know is an intimacy word. In the Old Testament, when it, it's not referred to this, it's not used this way here uh, in a sexual sense, but a lot of times in the Old Testament, when a man went into a woman uh, sexually, it said he knew her. It was an intimacy word. And that's what we're saying. He's, now listen, I'm going to get it across to you. I want you to see it. I, I know, I, I hope I'm not bogging you down with this. But because you can get this tape and let's do it a thousand times and it, uh, hopefully you will. But he said, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and, know, and, and am known of mine. What caused the glory of God to come in the case of Moses? He went to the mount, 
He stood before a tree that was lit up with the glory of God or fire. He heard the voice of God and he never, never assumed that he had arrived because, and we'll see it when we get into this last uh, message, hopefully tomorrow night. He always wanted to know more about God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Never, never grows old. <laughs> never, never. Grow. You know, sometimes I tell people, and I, I tell, try to tell people, and I don't want to look like I'm being arrogant or proud or boastious about myself, but you want to tell them what God's doing, and you want to tell them how he's working in you, and you know, you, 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 don't, you don't want to do it in such a way that you, well, they think he thinks he's somebody. You don't want that kind of thing to happen, but you just, I mean, hallelujah. You just want to just share with say, hallelujah. I'll tell you what God said to me. Woo, this happened over here. Glory to God. Ah, mm, come back. You go to a mission trip and come back, and you want to say, listen, while we were down there, glory to God, the blind saw, the deaf heard, the lame walk. Thank God. Hundreds came to the Lord and received Christ, we seen we got it on tape at home. We've never we published sometimes ought to share it. We was seven hundred people in one service, filled with the Holy Ghost and power, falling down under the power of God. This year we had the same kind of a thing happen, only it was with young people. Glory to God. I mean the Spirit of God fell on that place, hallelujah, and they were falling down by the truckloads. Hallelujah. I mean, just be a group of them, a power of God hit them, just knock them down under the power. Hallelujah. Then another group over here in the balcony, they were falling this way, that way, this way, forward, and every other direction. We got some of that on tape too. Hallelujah. It's incredible. Hallelujah. You want to get to, you get so excited. Hallelujah. Well, he says that, you know, the, the objective in fellowship is that we walk in intimacy. Well, we, then when I say that, that don't mean that we have a right to know everything about one another. But there has to come a state of fellowship. Fellowship has to come to a state to where we can just fellowship one with another. You know what I know about you is that you're saved by grace. I know that you're washed in the blood. I also know you're not perfect. I know you're a mess getting straightened out. That's what I know. But if Jesus can accept you, I can. Are you out there? Let's see if there's anything I need to say before I get get out of this. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. I think I'm through. If we walk in the light... As he's in the light. So he says, of my sheep. And a stranger, he said, they will not hear. They'll not follow. Because they don't know him. Hmm? The word know means optimea. It's a, it, it, it's, it means that when you hear his voice, it brings light. When you hear his voice, it brings revelation. Disclosure, uncovers. Now. Well, I've done all that before. I don't know if we ever repeat everything that's ever done. You know, there's some things I've done in my ministry over the years that I've repeated. Jesus did various different things from time to time. Don't at least ever believe he ever did them over, but sometimes they do. But, but, but be that as it may, that's not what I'm trying to say anyway. In fact, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I think I'll just have you stand up on your feet and I'll quit. Well, I won't quit, but I'll have you stand up on your feet. We have fellowship one with another as we walk in the light. What light? My sheep hear my voice. Another they will not hear. They're not going to listen to strangers. That tells me, you know what that tells me? I have a right to judge what I hear. Huh? I'm not going to listen to something that's going to take me away 
from what God's doing. I'm going to hear something God is saying. I'm, 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 I, I'm following him. Huh? And the more you hear, the more you're going to follow. And you know what he'll do? He'll lead you right smack dab into the water hole every time. <laughs> Hallelujah. He knows how to get you there. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm, with fear and reverence, we serve him acceptably. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. We're going to address the bacatresta. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, this is strange. You don't have to do it. It's not something. Yeah, you do. I was fixing to say you don't have to do it, but I believe you do. Uh, 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 just want you to just kind of do, do a little illustrated sermon here and say, come on. And look at somebody and say, you sound like one of God's sheep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just like to do things out of the ordinary sometimes, just things that sounds weird and strange because it kind of gets us out of our little comfort zones and says, hallelujah, this is the way it is, and this is the way it's got to be. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, here comes the Holy Ghost, and he'll turn your world upside down. He'll shake you like a dog shaking a rat, and he'll turn you loose. you hit the ground running. Hallelujah. He just got your blood flowing. You know what fear and natural does? It causes your adrenaline level. All right. You remember, I, I, I quoted the scripture last night. But in, 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 in Acts chapter 5, the Bible said after that thing happened to Ananias and Sapphira, there must have been a, there must have been a taking a granted of some things because the Bible said after that came great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. By the hands of the apostles, great signs and wonders were done. <clears throat> they were all in one accord in Solomon's porch. And the Bible said, for the rest, durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them, and believers were more added to the, to the Lord, uh, <clears throat> multitudes both of men and women, all because <clears throat> the fear of God stimulated the spiritual adrenaline level, and people began to get a realization of what was going on. God is here in this place, and uh, we better be careful. Now, just because we don't feel him don't mean he's not here. Just because we don't see certain things don't mean he's not here. In fact, I would like to say it this way. It, I believe if we will respect him like we would, if he really was here, then he really will come. Hallelujah. Amen? Uh, <clears throat> you absolutely can't stand where you're at in your present state. You have to change. And I'm saying something that seems like it's inside of you. You're feeling the pull, and you're not sure what the pull is. But it's the pull of the Lord into something uh, that's new, and yet it's not. Nothing new under the sun, the preacher said. Hallelujah. But it's new to us when we see it. There's a pull to higher ground. There's a pull to receive a fuller revelation. There's a pull to pull you away, not in a bad sense, but unto or into. It's a sanctifying process. It's a separation from sometimes 
and in a separation unto. And you're being pulled by the Spirit of God. You're, all right, I have to say to you exactly what he said because I'll get in trouble. You, 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 uh, your thinking patterns are going to be enlarged. You think one way, but God's pulling you to think another way, especially in the realm of prayer and what he wants to do there. Now, you know, I can see people get frustrated because they pray and say, God, I need to know something. And it just isn't there. Well, because they're not ready. Because when it happens, sometimes the knowledge overwhelms you. Daniel saw it and couldn't say anything for a few days. He was sick. Hallelujah. Let him pull you. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. In the name. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I bless you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's worship God. Let's worship God. Let's worship God. Let's just worship God for a moment. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord of hosts. Praise him in the Holy Ghost. He's the one I love the most. Jesus is his name. Hallelujah. I don't know if we, if you need to or not, but just, just do it for all of our sakes. Just, just kind of lift our hands and say, Lord, <clears throat> say it with me, Lord, if I've been in the sin of familiarity, I want you to forgive me for that. I want to be cleansed from that. Show me how it works in my life and make me aware of it. And then I want to be totally free from it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm grateful. I'm thankful for all of the good things that you've brought my way. I'm thankful for all of the corrections. I'm thankful for all the instructions. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now just lift your hands and thank you. Maybe there's some things you want to say beyond all of that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God forever. Glory to God forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, on the inside, working on the outside. Hallelujah. Oh, what a change in my life. Hallelujah. 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 I, I, heard the, I heard the word of the Lord come unto me saying that you're going to take on a different dimension in this ministry and you're going to, take on, you're going to begin to instruct people uh, in a more systematic sense if I could say it, it'd be just almost similar to, if not like it, unto some type of a Bible school. Hallelujah. And you'll be surprised what God will do as you step out in. I don't know if that's what it is, but, but it's simpler. That's the only way I can describe to you what I see. But I know that you, because your heart is for people to know and to hear the Word of God. And the Lord said, I can trust you with greater vision. And I can trust you with greater anointing. And I can trust you with my greatest treasure, which are my peoples. And I'm going to trust you with them, says the Lord. And there's going to be release and impartation take place. And I'm going to cause to function in this, th in this place uh, things that will affect the world, says the Lord. So let your vision be that which the Lord has given. And let it be enlarged and enhanced by the power of his anointing. 
anointing. And even now is being released unto you that greater measure, says the Lord, that I want to give you for the days ahead. Oh, yes, there will be adversity, but I am still God. I am still on the throne. I am still in authority, and I still have the power. And so I will take care of that, says the Lord. And I will join to you people that will enable you to fulfill that vision, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless his name. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Yay, hallelujah. Maneposaka, glory to God. Hallelujah. Nesurine sima keremo nima sinamo sitia badenas. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, you, now listen. This word game. For I've had you in my school. I'm talking to the people here now. I've had you in my school of the Spirit. And I've taught you some things a certain way and in, and in another way. And, and, and some of it hasn't seemed uh, some of it has seemed strange to you. Some of it says, well, why should I need that? Or why do I need this? But the Lord would say, when I bring to pass that which I am about to do, you'll see how the pieces put, are put together. You'll see how the puzzle will make sense. For it'll be a clear picture unto you, says the Lord. And you can see that vision with clarity. And you can say, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's, I'll illustrate it this way. Uh, it's like you look, you get a picture puzzle, and you see a picture on that, and then you get all the parts and the pieces. And some you can put together here, and some you can put together, and you keep picking that picture up and looking at it. That's what's happening to you. You're getting the vision of the Lord. You're seeing it, and you're putting the pieces together and the pieces here and the piece there. But one piece, one piece can bring it together. One piece can unite it. One piece can cause the picture to be visualized. And it's so it shall be, says the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. You ought to shout better. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Bible said, if we'll reap in due season if we faint not. Be not weary in well-doing, because we'll reap in due season if we faint not. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible said. Hallelujah. I tell you, if you can, if you can take it, you'll get it. If you can stand it, you can get it. <laughs> Amen. I don't have to say it. I don't have nothing to do with faith, and yet it does. It has everything in the world to do with faith. But if you can take it, if you can take the pressure, you can take the stress, you can take all of the, th the negative things along with the positive it comes, if you can take it, you're going to get it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's not a liar. He's, if he said it, he's going to bring it to pass. Hallelujah. I said if you can take it, you're going to get it. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, God, help me take it. Hallelujah. Amen. Woo. You know what I mean by that? I mean, I mean, if you can stand the test. I tell you, sometimes I tied a knot on the end of the rope, hung on for dear life. Glory to God. I, because I thought I can't do it anymore. I can't go any farther. I can't take this anymore. But somehow, some way, the Holy Ghost can come on you. And the strength of God can come in you. Hallelujah. And you start climbing back up that rope. Say, hallelujah, I'm going to have it. Glory to God. I'm not going to be denied. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you what, our, the church is greatest Hour is ahead. Hallelujah. 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 Mm -hmm. 
I, I want to say one more thing, and then I probably ought to shut up. I said that in Columbia and didn't talk for 15, 20 minutes. Amen, hallelujah. Amen. Spirit of God came on us. But the Lord is released in this earth through the apostolic anointing, that fathering spirit. I tell you, he's dealt with me for two or three years. I don't feel like I'm a father. Brother Umberg is a father in the Lord. I appreciate you being a father in the Lord. I appreciate you being faithful to the Lord. I appreciate the example of that. Hallelujah. And others here can say that better than I can. I appreciate you keeping those things that God has given you on, and, and, and you know, and it's a blessing to us. But I, I wouldn't father anybody in the spirit that I couldn't father in the natural. You know, they told me in South America, they're about... 65 years old, said, you're my father. I said, no, I'm not. You know, I wouldn't say it just quite that bluntly because I didn't want to hurt him. But, but God dealt, has dealt with me about getting things into a next generation. If we don't, it'll be a curse on the earth. Scripture said, Malachi 4. And so we need to get it in there. And so I, in that sense, there's that, that, that is what I'm talking about, being released in here. It's like that. It's apostolic in unction, apostolic in origin, apostolic in display. That's a supernatural, friend. Just because I say it don't make it happen. You've got to believe it, and you've got to embrace it, and you've got to accept it, and you've got to pray like you've never prayed before. Because I'm going to tell you, if you think the devil's going to walk in and say, well, I, I know you're going to get it, and ain't nothing I can do about it, la-di-da. Forget it. The devil ain't that stupid. He's, he's, he knows what's going on. Yeah. Now, somebody, right now while I'm talking, this don't even make sense to me why it's happening, but you're in, in the area of arthritic problems in your joints. You're being released. Hallelujah. The healing power of God is making somebody well. Hallelujah. I can feel the heat of God on you. Hallelujah. Where you're at, but I can feel that heat of God going into you. Hallelujah. You're being healed by the power of the blood. Hallelujah. I think Jesus is giving witness to the truth there for a minute. Amen. Just work your joints. Thank God. Say, hallelujah, I'm free in the name. And you're going to find that freedom just work right out in your joints. Thank God. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Every joint that don't work, just kick it. And hallelujah. Take a little run if you want to. Somebody shout glory. glory. Say it with me. Jesus is on the throne. He's still the Lord of the church, and he's the Lord of the harvest. Hallelujah. And he's my Lord, and he's Lord over this city, and he's Lord over this church, and he has defeated the devil, and he's given me the victory. Hallelujah for the victory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody shout better. Hallelujah. Shout in this house, hallelujah. Glory to God, amen. 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 By one Jesus Christ, reigning through life on the basis of the blood.